in three, two, one. John, are we live? We are live, sir. What's going on, buddy? Not too much, man. How about you? Not much. What is this, 24 or 25? Number 24. 24. Can we tell people that we're actually going to be live again tomorrow? Because we're doing tomorrow's live as well, right? I think you just did. Yeah, I just didn't know if we're pre-recording. Okay. No, we're pre-recording, so we're going to put it out next week. But Okay. So we're not going to be actually live with the stream next week. We're pre-recording. So episode 25 next week is going to be pre-recorded tomorrow with our very own Jay Valco from Valco BJJ, which I can't wait for because uh, he's a good buddy and um, he's got a lot to tell us about, about business and jujitsu and life. So that's going to be exciting. So this is episode 24. Yep. I'm excited for today Very for a couple of reasons. We got a great guest, but we also have our first sponsor, which is kind of cool. Dun, dun, dun. So our first sponsor is Matt Rosen from Neighborhood Loans. Matt's also a viewer of the show. He's one of our biggest supporters. He apparently listens to us while he works out. I don't think he works out that much, so I don't, I don't know how much truth there is to his listening to us while he works out, but um, Matt is... Um, one of the best lenders I've ever worked with, if not the best. Um, he's helped a lot of my clients, a lot of my um, office's clients get to closings. He's never failed to close a loan for me, so I'm excited to have him. Somewhere in this episode, John is going to do a mortgage minute with Matt, and you guys are going to see a little clip of Matt and a little ad. We um, have to do ads because we have to pay for this really cool studio we, we have. Do, we do. Um, so if anybody else wants to sponsor us, please, please, please reach out. We shameless are, plug. Shameless plug. We are going to be um, having the audio version of the netcast, which actually becomes a podcast, mm -hmm. um, up for you guys to download on iTunes and Apple pretty soon here. We're going to put 25 episodes out at once, um, and it's going to give you guys a whole lot of awesome content. So I'm excited about that. My shout out is to our number one sponsor, Matt. Now here goes John to one-up me on shout outs like he does every <laughs> week. So one-up me away, buddy. No, 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 no one-upping, no one-upping. Um, so the reason that we are going to be uh, recording tomorrow and airing next week is because I, instead of you this time, I get to go out of town. Uh, I'm going to be in Ireland all week next week. So we're going to do the show tomorrow. We're going to put it out on Wednesday. You are going to put it out on Wednesday. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> because I... <laughs> I, I'm not going to be in a shape. Uh, so my one shout out, I'll make this as quick as possible. My mom, my grandmother was born and raised in Ireland. She moved here. Uh, my mom was born and here I am now. But my mom was nice enough to reach out to distant relatives in Ireland. It took a little while for her to track people down. Um, and she reached out to a parish priest who was nice enough to do some history and went to my third cousin once removed's house, knocked on their door and said, Jerry Lally from the United States got a hold of me. Any chance you're related gave all the names and such. And they're like, yeah, that is such and such. And so I get to meet people from distant, I don't like I said, third cousin once, twice removed because this priest, Father Gerard, and my mom were nice enough to do all this work just so we could connect. 
I am really looking forward to it. Well, you like triple upped my shout out. <laughs> Jeez, poor Matt. You really kind of messed that up for him. I know, no, but I know, but we're going to put Matt on the screen soon. That's very cool. Wild, huh? My yeah. sister just got back from Ireland. She had really? a blast. Yeah, she when, awesome. when I went to London a couple weeks ago, she had gone to Scotland and Ireland. She had a lot of fun, so I'm sure you're going to be having oh, a lot of fun wait. and drinking a lot. Yeah, it's my first time. I've never With been. With your third cousin once removed, which basically means... I, as distant as it gets. It really, honest to goodness. But she... Uh, it's crazy. She emailed me today, and there's like... She's got brothers and other cousins who are going to... It's going to be like a whole group of us at a pub one night next week. So Saturday night, you guys, you better be rooting for Conor McGregor. Not this Saturday, next Saturday, because the fight will be while you're in Ireland. It's going to... So we are going to leave... Uh, we're leaving Friday night here, this Friday night, getting there Saturday... And then leaving to come home next Friday. So oh, I'm going to so be back, back here for the fight. And okay. I've already got plans to go to a buddy's house to see it. Very I'm looking cool. forward to that fight. Very, very cool. Yeah. Well, way to triple up my shout out. I did again. not. You I did. just. How, how often Cousins, a, third uh, removed, mom, some priest, Ireland. <laughs> and I'm just talking about poor Matt from Neighborhood Loans. <laughs> he does this to me every week, by the way. He, <laughs> like, I, I always do the shout out first, and then he shout out, shout outs me. Every single week, like usually a one up this week, a three up shouts here. He up shouts me, but I'm excited for our guest. I'm going to get to him because I think we have a lot to talk about. And I think the topic we're going to talk about elder care and getting health care and care services to our elderly um, population Mm -hmm. is extremely important. I think it's, we were just talking off air. I think it's a topic that not a lot of people educate themselves about until it's either too late or it's a dramatic situation and a drastic situation in which they have to get caught up to speed like yesterday. So I'm excited to chat with him because in the 20 minutes we were just talking, I learned a whole lot of stuff that I didn't know and I have some background in healthcare. So Matt Frischa from Always Best Care, Senior Services, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. Um, So tell us what you guys do because you guys do a lot of stuff and I don't want to butcher it because I think I would. So just tell everybody what you do and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, so we're in a non-medical in-home care company um, that also does uh, assisted living placement. So basically we we take care of all the non-skilled things that a nurse wouldn't take care of at home for your loved one. Um, Could be for somebody that needs a short-term amount of time actually if they're maybe just having surgery they don't have to be elder per se but um, but the majority we take care of is seniors and um, from that if home is not an option anymore then we also can assist as a senior service provider to help them find the right place for them that 24-hour care whether it's assisted living or um, memory care or you know if it's truly skilled nursing a nursing home or something that might make sense for them depending what their situation is so really we're, we're like you said we're people are either calling us in crisis or they're calling us because they're doing some advanced research about uh, their loved ones you know their parents mostly um, and we just really try to help guide them through that situation as a senior service provider, so to speak. Um, but again, it's we've seen all different types of situations, and we try our best to, to help them out as much as we can. And again, if we can't help them, we have to try to point them in the right direction where they can go. That's awesome. What's the difference in between short-term and long-term? Because I think a lot of people kind of confuse that. Yeah, so short-term, I mean, I'd say anything less than six months is, okay. is short term, basically. Um, and long term is truly—it's you're gonna you're gonna have long term care where somebody's gonna be living there for quite some time. Um, 
we would hope the best outcomes for us is that we're going to help you for a little while. You're going to help you get back on your feet. Maybe you've come back from a rehab facility, um, or we're just helping make sure that you're you're safe and secure for a short period of time, and you're back on your way to do whatever you need to do. Um, but certainly, we have some clients that we've worked with for a very long time, um, just based on their their situation, or a loved one can't be with them for a long period of time it becomes long term care. Um, so it just really depends on their physical ability at that time when they're wherever they're coming from. Yeah. Do you find that it is that situation where most people have no idea how to care for somebody in who has the need for your type of services until it's almost too late or not necessarily too late, but it's imminent. They need it right now. Do you find that that's happening way too much? I'd say it's a little bit of 50, 50 because I think, people want to care for their loved ones and they put themselves in a situation where they become the default caregiver. A loved one becomes the default caregiver. And it's, it's wonderful and great um, because you've, you know, they, they've helped you out your whole life and now you want to help them out. But we see a lot of people stressed out. We see a lot of people that are burnt out um, kind of at their wits end where I've taken care of mom or dad and, you know, I can't even get a few hours out to go do what I need to do. Um, this has kind of engulfed my whole life now. And um, we, we try to help them through that situation and try to give them alternatives, whether it's with us or somebody else that we, we feel could help them out um, for that care um, that they need. And I think the or truly somebody is, is being discharged or they're coming home and they're going to need. I mean, it's been recommended from the social worker. You know, they're going to need a lot of care at home when they come home or small, a short, short amount of care. But they're going to need some sort of extra assistance right. that we that we help them out with. And I've seen it with my own family a bunch of times where, you know, family wants to do their best to help a loved one. Like you said, you know, they took care of you when you were a kid. I watched my mom and my grandma. You know, my mom took such great care of my grandma. But at some point, you're not a professional. And it does become, you know, extremely stressful. And I, I, I watched it. I watched it happen with my grandma when we were able to get help in there to help mom out. A, it made it easier for her, but B, boy, did it lift a huge burden off of my mom who was feeling awful because she was doing everything from A to Z. But at some point, it's very, very difficult for one person to do hundred percent, hundred percent. And it doesn't have to be the, the other part that people go, oh, you do that, you do that, you do that. It's like, it doesn't have to be this tragic, intense situation. I mean, even sometimes folks is just taking folks to a doctor's appointment or taking folks to, um, to go grocery shop or, or doing light housekeeping. Um, people re- think that it has to be this sort of medical situation that's happening, um, which, which we can assist with, meaning we're not skilled. Uh, we say that kind of over and over again. It's not skilled care, but you have people have home health coming. So when they have home health coming to, the, to their house, well, home health is only coming maybe once, twice, three times a week, and they're probably only coming for an hour or less, checking up on something, maybe addressing a wound that they have. Um, and what happens the other, you know, 37 hours throughout the week um, when mom's there, but you have to go to work or anything else that's happening. So I think that's a big misconception, too. And I think I even was confused about the terminology. What's the difference between home health and what you guys are doing? Yeah, so home care, we, we okay. refer to as private duty. A lot of people refer to us as that is the non-medical part. The part that you probably could do at home, but you, it's, it's a timing thing. But also, these are people that, um, they're CNAs, you know, certified nurse assistants or home health aides that have been in this, worked in a, a facility, um, but also potentially work with us. Um, there's a lot of specific lines that we don't have to get into all those, but what they can do, what they can't do. Like something that you would think is like so, 
um, like for instance, we can't put eye drops in eyes because that is considered administering medication. We don't administer medication, but a, a skilled nurse can set up the meds. The family can set up the meds, you know, what they have for the day when their pill box or anything else that they have. So we kind of take care of everything else around that. And it's interesting. You said that it, I think what really made life easier for at least my family when we went through it, was that CNA type care. Because mm-hmm. like you said, the skilled person comes in there, the nurse isn't there 24 seven, they're gonna come in, they're gonna check up. If you got an occupational therapist, they come in to work on something, but they're gone. It was that person that was there a lot right. that really took the burden off sure. dramatically. Right. Yeah, and that, that I think was the biggest change. And it's, um, it's interesting because I feel like most people, and again, I'll use myself as an example so I don't call anybody out. I don't think I knew of the different types of health care and needs that at that point my grandma needed mm. until I was confronted with it. I, I think yeah. the education of it for me at least, and again, my dad's a cardiologist, so I had a lot of um, exposure to different terms of art, different, um, you know, a nurse, a CNA. I, I had an idea of what each one of those people mm-hmm. do, but I did not... Um, I did not realize how many different pieces of care there's available to somebody. Right. And you guys touch on so many different things. You you touched before we got on air that you guys also help with hospice. And these are things that I think people, and I think people should be educating themselves on as people get older, because I don't know, I'm the type of person that I'd rather be prepared than last minute something happens, at least know who you have to go to. Sure. And I think we're a complement to a lot of things that, that it's like a jungle with the healthcare industry, right? Where, where you're, and discharges happen pretty like pretty frequently. They don't really. I, I don't want to generalize because yeah. uh, they don't necessarily. You're not in there for for days and days and months on end, right? They want you to discharge. They want you to to move on. You know, um, some of that's tied to Medicare. Some of that's you know they cover a certain amount of, of things, um, and that's a whole other thing in itself. Where you could spend three hours just talking about Medicare and everything else that's involved <laughs> yeah. with it. Um, but but what happens is. I just think people, a lot of people sort of suffer in silence where they're helping their, their relatives out and it's this really tough situation that you're talking about and just don't really realize some of the options that are available to them. Or seniors as well, they want to stay in their home, they want they want to age in, we call it aging in place, right? Which is, everybody wants to stay home, that's great. Sometimes maybe they'll benefit from the socialization somewhere else in a community that would make more sense for them. Or truly it's just, they need X, Y, and Z to happen for them throughout the day and they're, you know, please as punch as long as they can just get these specific things, these activities of daily living is really what we help with is those ADLs that we talk about. Um, and then the second part of that is we can talk about that as well. It's just funding, funding for all this because yeah. this is private pay, the majority of what, what, what we do. Um, so some people are in a situation, there's only a certain percentage of the population that can actually afford what we do, but that's why we also try to help people find other alternatives for that as well. That's wonderful. And yeah, it's not inexpensive. It's obviously not inexpensive. Do you guys, so if somebody was listening and they had questions about, hey, listen, my family member's getting a little bit older, they have this sort of issue. Do you guys go into homes and then talk to them about a plan and what you guys can do? Is there like a way you guys consult with them? What's what's the process if somebody was to reach Yeah, it's a great, great question. So you would call us, we would uh, come out and do a free assessment. Um, and upon doing that assessment, we would, um, kind of like three documents that we would need. There's, there's a service agreement, there's a care plan. And really the care plan is what you're talking about. Right. Like, what does that look like? How many times a week are we doing 
X, Y, and Z that they're going to need in the home, whether it's that personal care um, or it's the um, the light housekeeping or it's the anything else that needs to be medication reminders or anything else that's involved in that, that you would actually put a care plan together that you're agreeing on with the family. You know, this is, yes, this is what, you know, mom or dad's going to need help with. So um, in that regard, that's kind of what the second document is, the care plan. And then, then there's some stuff where the state of Illinois requires you to do the, you know, rights and responsibilities and some really top line things to make sure that people are aware of of what that's going to look like for that care at home i think that's so important because i feel like i always use the term let the chef do the cooking and if you use it here you guys have been exposed obviously you're professionals to what somebody's care should look like and i and I, I honestly feel like when we started off with my grandma we had the benefit of my dad telling us hey listen these are the things you should you should do she had had cancer then she had a stroke but you guys are professionals, so you know exactly what sort of care throughout a day, like just the care that you guys give is the type of care that she's going to, she or he is going to need. And that care plan seems like it's such an important step that people should Absolutely. at least consult with you guys. I, and you got a 90 day visits that we do when we revisit the care plan and things, change of conditions happen often. That's the main thing is you got to always be on top of what any change of condition that might happen. Um, and the biggest thing we see is, you know, fall risks um, or, or probably some fall might've happened that got them into this position. So they just can't be home alone. Or sometimes it's just evenings, overnights, you know, you're trying to get up and go to the bathroom middle of the night, but you're just discombobulated, but you know, then a fall happens. So you're trying to prevent those things. Things. We're trying to be um, proactive, so to speak, so they don't wind up in the situation maybe where we got them from or just somebody starting to notice, wow, you know, mom and dad is really kind of looking a little different than they actually did prior. So in, you, you made a point about the discharging sometimes happening in a tough spot. I've, I mean, I've seen it. I worked in a hospital for a little while. Yeah, sometimes hospitals are discharging people to be, I, either because somebody's like, hey, I want to go home and they're signing like, hey, I just don't want to be in a hospital. Or like you said, funding is running out and they got to go home, but they're not necessarily okay to just walk out of the hospital. Right. And then that's a that's the kind of shock and awe situation when a family member needs to take someone home right. and had no idea, you know, a week ago that they were even going to be sick a week later. Right. Um, yeah, that's such a, you know, you work in a... Um, you guys bring a lot of joy to a very stressful situation because you guys are the people who are coming in and really helping somebody in a really stressful situation out. So it's very admirable. But it's also, I'm, I'm thinking about it, you guys are always in a high-stress situation too. Yeah, we, we try. We try our best. But yeah. I will tell people, and, and I, I don't want to take credit for this with somebody told me who's on our team, it's not like ordering a pizza, right? I mean, yeah. you can't just order this, and, and it's a match. You're trying to match a caregiver with somebody. I mean, they're a guest in your home, and um, people haven't had help for their whole life. And now all of a sudden, there's a stranger in your home that they're, they're there yeah. often, you know, potentially. And with that, um, that, could, that in itself could be a stressful situation, right? Is like, who is this person? What are they, you know? But I think the majority of the time, people are pleasantly surprised about, oh, my gosh, like, it's... It's things like, you know, personal care things that, you know, you're the son or you're the daughter. And of course you can help your mom. But like, boy, is it's just if I don't have to do that, then, it, then I can enjoy time with my loved sure. one, you know, versus like, oh, my God, I have to do all these other things for them that really stress me out. Um, and as much, much as we can do. Yeah, I mean, I the, that CNA really was a, and CNA is a certified nursing assistant for those people listening. That was like a godsend. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we did have that first, like, hey, it's a stranger coming into the home, but you do warm up to him. And these people are trained to be in those situations. Right. And, you know, they're there to give you comfort. So like you said, you can spend time with mom and dad. Sure. So shifting gears a little bit, how did you get into 
doing this because your background, you know, you were in at ESPN, you were at ABC, I believe mm -hmm. maybe. Um, so you were in like radio, TV sales. How did that shift gears into here? Yeah, it's, it's a good question. Um, 15 years I did media sales um, and multiple levels. So radio, cable, um, internet, obviously, um, and, and TV. So I got to a point where that that business is still a great business. It's, it's wonderful. It's exciting. There's a lot of great things that happen with it. That's becoming very segmented now in a lot of different ways. There's a thousand different ways that you can promote your business now. I mean, like we're, we're doing a podcast right now that's yeah. that's live on the internet. So somebody's, you know, there's a lot of ways you can do that. So I was also driving downtown like every single day from the South Burbs and, you know, we take hours of your life off every single day doing that. And I knew I wanted to have some sort of business ownership um, I wanted to own something and also also see the, not the finish line, but know that there was something equity in something that I could actually yeah. sell down the road. So I started looking at, at all different types of businesses, but at the same time, um, it is a family business. So my mom's involved in this business and she worked at um, multiple hospitals for 30 plus years. She's an LPN. Um, so she's a nurse. And um, I think I think some people are kind of approaching her to potentially be a, a part of this type of thing. Maybe not this exact business, but you know, I'd sort of said she she has a passion for um, helping old people and and you know potentially was was looking to be a geriatric social worker. Um, but this kind of I said you know hey listen if I go ahead and do this is this something you'd want to do together you know with me? Um, and yeah, it kind it kind of it kind of worked out and it was something where it's definitely you know. 180 degrees different than what I was doing, but it's nice to be in a, a field where you're helping people. I mean, people yeah. truly need your help. Um, advertising is great and it's wonderful. It's like, maybe you don't need all that. You know, there's certain things where people can kind of dial in their, their marketing plans, um, which is very, it's great when you help a business, right. To succeed and to, you know, grow more revenue and all that other stuff. But this is, I mean, this is like people's lives, you know what I mean? That you're, that you're dealing with here. And I think that's been, it's been, it's stressful. It's not an easy job at all, but it's very rewarding in that regard yes. as well. So it's, it's, I think you kind of eyes wide open, kind of going in it. You, people tell you how stressful it can be and people tell you how 24 seven it can be <laughs> until you're actually really yeah. in it. And, you know, getting those phone calls at all different times of day and night, you know, to take care of situations that are happening. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been rewarding for me, but yeah, it's, it's certainly an interesting transition. I mean, it's a very admirable thing, admirable thing. And it's, all business, the business aspect of business is 24 seven, but it's your actual business is also 24 seven. So <laughs> right. I joke, I'm kind of, people are like, what are your hours? I'm like, I'm 24 seven, but real estate or law, hey, nobody really needs my help at one in the morning. Right. I mean, I'm just, I, sh I can shut down. I right. might be working on my stuff, but your business is 24 seven. And then you're a business owner now, which is 24 seven. Sure, sure, is, sure. Absolutely. Which is crazy. But at least you had that background in marketing and marketing plans. I, I feel like that is such a, if, if you could take, all business owners are hardworking. If, if you're not, you fail relatively fast. But if I could, if you could pick like superpowers of a business owner, I think, especially in this day and age, having a marketing background is probably one of the superpowers I would pick. So it's well, that, that. that and sales, I sales, think. Sales, yeah, sales you know, too. For sure, because I think it's all of, 
if you truly have a product or service that you truly believe in and you can, you know, get out there and just tell people like, listen, I, I really can help you out with what I'm providing and, and be able to do that over and over and over and over again and not get frustrated with it and really put the time and effort into it. It will happen. I don't I don't think it's it's weird to talk about sales in, in healthcare, right? Yeah. Um, it's everybody's kind of squeamish about it. I think it's it's almost a little bit funny where in healthcare they call it sales marketing. You're a marketer like, right. OK, well. You're actually a salesperson, but you you market your business to yes. tell people what's going on. Um, but I just I think if you can tell that story well, and if you can back it up with sure. what you can really do, I mean that's it. I don't think sales is this voodoo where you persuade somebody. You. It's it's like a it's just math. You know, you're going to see a certain amount of people, and a certain amount of people are going to give you a try or or, or or trust in you or like test your service and yes, okay, he, he did what he said he's going to do. Um, and then kind of word gets around, you know, I, I, I agree with you. I feel like sales has such a negative connotation to it. Um, and I, and I don't, I don't look at sales that way and I'm sure you don't either, but it does have a negative connotation. So I can see how people, I guess, in your field would say, well, that sales is a negative connotation, but I think it's more, you can effectively get across your services. Like you said, like you, when you have a sales background, you have an effective ability to get the message across about what you guys do. And if you're good, if you're good at your job, then you're actually doing the things that, like you said, you promised you would do. And I look at that as more of the definition of sales than, you know, than I guess like, uh, I don't even want to say used car salesman because I have friends of mine that are used car salesmen. But um, then like trying to sell somebody on a product they don't necessarily need. You're not, your need, the need is there. I mean, the need for that person is there. So you're not selling them on the need. You're just, you have a good background where you can effectively explain what they need in better detail and give it to them. Well, and you got to have great people. You got to have great caregivers. I mean, yeah. really. And there's, they say there's a caregiver shortage right now or crisis or whatever. Bottom line is you're competing against a lot of different areas of where you can, I mean, you can make decent money being at Amazon, you know, working sure. at Amazon, you know, maybe the same amount of money as you're a caregiver or a CNA, you know, so there's a lot of different competing factors for the same labor pool, so to speak. And I think that gets kind of interesting. And that's where, you know, if you pay a little bit more or you, you know, you're truly telling your employees, like, listen, we do, we really do care about you. And we really do care about what you're doing. Then, you know, by all means, they will, they will come, they'll, they'll say, Oh, I know my sister. Or I know my, you know, my mom's in the healthcare field and the, she might want to work for you as well. We've had a lot of good referrals like that as well. Um, and I think it's just come to which, what your culture is and, and how that, that, that part on the, the Disney part, the ESPN part, the ABC part really, I think helped as well, where I'm just a big brand guy, you know, brand, like people believe in a brand, right? Yeah. Like they feel safe. They feel trusted. Like if you can provide that brand, but you got to, if you can back it up, you know? Yeah. So, um, I love that. That's kind of, even in this field, I, I tell everybody, one of the big things we push at our company is culture. When people say, you know, what sets you apart? It's culture. You know, everybody here is, I think, I think the mic and text messages, we're not happy, but, um, I think everybody's happy to be there and everybody's appreciated. And I think that culture probably is especially given the scenarios in which your staff is going into you know which is obviously a very high uh, stress very tense situation they can't necessarily go in there and carry on any sort of I hate my job I don't like my job because Mm -hmm. it definitely is going to come across to the family members and it's going to show so being able to create a great culture like you guys have is even more important I think in your business than mine because they're going into such a tense situation already and they they have caregiver burnout and all that stuff but they don't have water cooler talk you know what i mean they don't have 
they don't go someplace where right. they like, oh, let's, you know, how'd your day go? How'd your day go? It's you know true. what I mean? So it's like, you're, you're out there, you're out there in these homes or we help, we helps with care in some assisted living facilities yeah. as well. So that's maybe a little bit more, you know, I don't, I don't want to say camaraderie, but certainly a place you can, you can interact with more people. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a tough gig, you know? That's and, true. And, I guess I never thought about that dynamic because you don't, you just, you're going there and then you're back to your home basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You don't have that, wa- like you said, water cooler talk, de-stressing talking about your day to somebody in the middle of the day to get you through right. the rest of the day. That's interesting. Um, we talked a little bit before um, we came on the air about long-term insurance. And I think um, we, we could probably have a three-hour conversation about right. the insurance right. landscape in sure, general. Sure. And I'll touch on it a little bit in a second. But um, tell us about long-term insurance because I do think it's important. I do have a family member of mine who had long-term insurance and it was very valuable for them. Yeah, so the biggest thing I, I see if I can, one tiny thing that I can impart on anybody potentially listening to this is people just run out of money. They're, they're older and it's, it's a bad situation to be in where you need care. You probably don't want to leave your home or if you, or if you do want to go to a great facility that, that, that makes sense for you, um, or community, you, the, the majority of those are private pay. Um, certainly there's, you can go to Medicaid um, facilities. I mean, I don't want to downplay any of those. They're, right. Some of those aren't the most fun places to be, but some of them are really great too. So it just you got to do your research, and you can look at CMS.gov for a lot of different stuff. It's mostly on the skilled side of things. Um, but what we see is uh, if they have a long-term care insurance policy, it's like it's weight in gold, right? Because right. you're not shelling out money. Yes, you might have paid this this wacky premium that you were like, I don't know what I'm paying for, you know, because that seems like I'm paying forever on that. But even if it just provides five hours a day that you didn't have access to, that is, it's it's great. You know what I mean? We, I've seen it both ways. Either we're kind of taking care of the benefits part where we're submitting care logs, submitting invoices, or they kind of take care of some of that themselves. Um, but that's a, I would just right now, it's kind of a hot thing right now and it's becoming more expensive because people are starting to realize how much, how long people are living and how much, how many expenses you're actually going to have. So I would encourage anybody to look, at least look into it to see what, you know, what's available out there. And mostly it's the adult children that are seeing their parents go through this and they're like, Oh my gosh, like I don't want to impart that on my kids. So I'm going to, I'm going to really take a look at, you know, what the, options are for that and it seems like a crazy expense initially but in the long term it's really not you know when you when you need it you really need it you know i I watched somebody very close to me who had paid a crazy premium for long-term insurance really reap the benefits and i had no idea that it was even something you could you could do and i am 100 percent i mean i would recommend it to anybody i think it's like you said, people are living longer. I think the life expectancy is almost 80 years now. It's 79 or 80 years old, where it used to be in the 60s. And I don't think a lot of people planned you know, their retirement to work for as long as they did. And the cost of living has gone up. I mean, yeah. cost of living is going up. So what you had planned 15 years ago to be the cost of living today might not necessarily be the same. So um, I agree. I think that's that's a big topic. So for people listening, we have a bunch of people, thumbs ups, good job, great topics. Get a lot of people chiming in. I think it's an important topic. I think it's a topic people don't love talking about because they don't they don't want to think about it right. until it's too late. But I, I agree with you. 100%. Insurance in general has gotten pretty expensive. You know, I was telling you off air too, our, our office got um, a group plan. I mean, we're an office of about 70 people. And a lot of the big competitors were getting group plans for their agents. And we just didn't want to lose them to somebody over health care. Because sure, sure. the individual market had gotten so darn expensive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And our group plan is cheaper and gives you access to better health care. 
but it's um, it's still going up every year. It's insurance Absolutely. is getting expensive. Hundred percent. And I, I think the other part of that is there. There's so many iterations of this. Yeah. You can have there. There are certain plans. Again, I am not an insurance agent by any stretch of the imagination. But I've seen through some people that have walked me through. There's things where you can have living benefits. You know, yes. where it doesn't have to be waiting until okay somebody passes and then you pass on a bunch of money. The word for this insurance. There's all these different types. There's the typical long-term care insurance, but there's even insurance that you may have where you kind of just put a rider on it to say, okay, if something happens, I have this amount of money. Of available for long-term care if I need it. Yeah, it's crazy. I, uh, shout out to Alan Kosovic, who's my insurance guy, who came in and tried his very best, because he's very knowledgeable, to try to explain all these different plans to me. Yeah. And it was, I was looking at like, what the hell? There's a million numbers and there's a million different things. And um, yeah, there's so many different options. I feel like people don't research the options. They just call, they take whatever they can get. Hey, we'll take this HMO because it's the cheapest, the cheapest one right. we can get. And they just take it and they don't think about all the different plans. I feel like people are not very well versed in insurance. And to their credit, insurance is changing so dramatically every year. I mean, it's from last year, this year, our plans changed. I mean, right. it's, it's a, it's crazy. I mean, it, it's, it's a topic. I think, again, we could talk about for three hours, but, uh, well, it's like, you know, you don't, you don't, if you're not a plumber, you're not going to, you know, you're not going to fix your own pipes. Right? right. So you need somebody to walk you through that. Yeah. And, and I think that that helps as well. But also I think we talked really briefly, this simple things that aren't in place. And I think you had an elder law attorney that, you yeah. know, but like things like power of attorney, yes. you know, I think living trust, all these different options as well. It's just, Oh my gosh, like don't wait until mom or dad all of a sudden, you know, maybe by chance they have dementia or now all of a sudden what's going to happen with all these assets or, or, you know, I want to take care of them, but I can't funnel things the way I need to, or I'm in a position where I can't even make a decision. And this is, you know, this is my loved one here that I'm trying to take care of because I just don't have the right documentation, which I'm sure you could probably work through. Um, or you see people with guardianship because there's really no guardian there. It's like, I mean, that's a lot of stuff to go through there. So I just, it's it's like going to the bank, right? It's not fun. It's not going to cleaners or something. It's not something that you're, but it's kind of that necessity that yeah. take a few minutes to go through, even if you, know, you think, oh, I got years, I got years left. So um, I, I agree with you 100%. It was one of those things where I, I've had a couple of family members go through it and thankfully they had, you know, trusts and stuff in place and they had decided who would be the decision maker, the guardian, things were put in place. But I've also on the legal side seen that not happen. Mm -hmm. I think a misconception is people think if you have a will, you don't go through probate. I mean, that's not necessarily the case. It still has to go through probate. But there's people who don't have a will. They don't have somebody designated to take care of them. Mm -hmm. You know, a power of attorney. Right. You know, and then I've seen family members on, on the legal side of things. And it becomes it's difficult. You get two family members. I want to make a decision. I want to do this. And then everybody's fighting. And you, on top of that, you got to worry about the care as well. Mm -hmm. So I agree. Planning is, um, it's so important. Plan young. I mean, the stuff like wills and trusts and estates and stuff, you can do as, as somebody who's young. I tell my clients, now, I had a client um, a few weeks ago that closed on a place. He was in his 30s. I was like, hey, listen. And I was told him to go talk to a, a friend of mine who's Matt Margolis. Uh, he's a great attorney. Shout out to Matt. Um, and he's like, I'm, I'm too, I'm too young to plan for this stuff. Right. He doesn't have a wife or kids. I was like, you're really not. I mean, God, God forbid something happens right. to you. It's the worst case scenario situation. And then you don't have it. And now you have an asset. Too. Right. You can always update it too. Yeah. You, you can know, always update yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. He's right. You can always you have update kids. It. Those things start to happen. You come into your life, you know, do you guys make, um, 
when you meet with somebody, do you give them recommendations? Are there any recommendations that you guys give them? Are there people that you tell them, hey, go talk to this person, go talk to that person? Yeah, we, we try to be impartial, but certainly there's some resources that we've used. They say, you know, listen, I'm I'm not the expert of expert. I mean, VA, was we talked about as well. So yeah. if you're a veteran, you know, we certainly can provide, we're on the VA list, so we can provide in-home care from their um, community care program that they have. And sometimes they can get 12 hours of care for themselves because they, they have to hit these criteria, um, active duty usually that they, they would have had to been at some point. Um, so, you know, I can direct them to a social worker. It's I, I can't say they'll get approved, but certainly I can direct them in the right way. Um, and then there's aid in attendance. So there's like some, something maybe on their pension side that they're not aware of. Um, so we've become good in having enough resources to at least point them in the right direction. I think that's important too, because you guys have also worked with certain resources. So you know what's good and bad. I feel... I did a lot of foreclosure defense work in the um, 2009 through 12 era. And un unfortunately, a lot of the people that I came across were elderly at that point. They had taken mortgages out and, you know, you're, you're in a bad situation. And I saw more people trying to take advantage of my older clients than I ever saw anybody trying to take advantage of any of my younger clients. And I don't, I mean, it's terrible that people do that. And I feel like, especially when people are in a situation where, um, it's high stress, somebody's gotten ill or somebody needs care, they're just going to reach out to anybody they can. And I, I feel like there's a lot of people out there who might try to take advantage of them. So uh, I agree. I think it's important that you guys are giving recommendations. And I would tell people, you know, if you're reaching out to somebody who's a professional like Matt, listen to them because they've worked with somebody that they trust and they're not going to guide you in the wrong way. Sure, sure. And it's a, it's a trust factor as well. I mean, if you get a weird vibe from anybody, it's yeah. it's kind of standard common sense stuff. But for instance, we, sometimes we get seniors that call us, I just need a ride. I need a ride to my doctor's appointment from here to there. And a lot of time we tell them, well, there's probably a cheaper service for you to do that, you know, like, cause we're, we'll charge you by the hour and the caregiver is going to be with you. Well, can't you just drop me off? Like, well, our service, we don't just drop off. If we're gonna, we're gonna be there. Wait till you get out and come out. If you just want to be dropped off, I'll get you a cab or whatever you need. But I just, you know, there's, um, but there's some services that we direct people to for some things. And we don't have a minimum, but we do have an hour is the minimum that we have. Uh, but certainly, we're not a drop off pickup service unless you know we're with you. And where do you guys service? So what locations, if somebody's listening? And yeah, so, so we do need a license to do this from the state of Illinois. We're considered a under home services, what um, our type of agency is. So we're licensed for DuPage, Will, and some of Cook County, not of all of Cook County, kind of that west, uh, mostly southwest side of Cook, actually, that we, that we take care of. So um, the difference is this. It, you can... There's the direct care of your route, and there's an agency route. The agency, like ours, is certainly going to be more expensive. Um, but like being licensed, insured and bonded is really important. So you can take the risk of having a direct caregiver in your home, but you better know if something wacky happens, you know, or do you have the insurance on them or do they have their own insurance or are you paying their taxes for them? Um, you know, you just, you're opening yourself up to, to certain risk, you know, it's not to scare anybody either, but you also have an agency where let's say the caregiver doesn't work out or caregivers got to go on vacation or the caregivers got to go see a family member or somebody's, you know, kids are sick at home. What happens? You know, right. you have an agency that can send people to you or have backup is really what you're you're paying for as well. And and all the, you know, liability insurance, workers comp, all that stuff as well. Oh, I mean, it's it's we talked about worth this weight in gold. That yeah. That is a very, very smart investment. And I agree. I mean, the risk that you run not going through a licensed, bonded, insured agency like you guys is astronomical. Right. I mean, you guys are obviously 
at a high level vetting people. And if somebody's not working out, you guys can get rid of that person. The people who just go private like that, they don't have the benefit of that. Right. That's not, you don't have the benefit of that. It's interesting. I, this, this topic, I feel like we could talk about it forever sure. and ever. I mean, it's one of those things that people are getting older. I was reading that the seniors over the age of 65, I think the number of them will double in the next decade. Some, some staggering fact, just kinda, again, because of yeah. life expectancy. They kind of call it the silver wave is coming in, you know, yeah. that that's happening right. Silver tsunami, so to speak. Yeah. Baby boomers. And it's, um, I, I don't know if the healthcare world is totally prepared for it. Um, I, I think you guys are obviously doing things to place yourself in a, in a great spot to help people out. And I think from talking about the business side of it, I mean, there's a lot of business opportunities in um, elder care and care of people who are getting older and insurance, so many different things. Um, but I think it's, I, I, it's only gonna continue to be that way because health care and you know, um, access to medicine and technology is advancing. So hopefully the life expectancy goes from 79 to 85 to mm -hmm. 90 to whatever it might be. I don't know how many people wanna live to be 100, but as long as you're healthy, you can live longer. That's a great thing. But being prepared for, it's a million things. It's the healthcare. It's making sure your money doesn't run out. It's, it's all fascinating to me. Yeah. It's, 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 it's so it's, changing. And in, unless you're really in it and you see how many, I mean, it's just overwhelming the amount of options that are there. And because people are getting ready for this, there's just look. I mean, now that you like actually talk about it, just look at how like you, you you're not people aren't seeing you know the assisted living facility that's right down the street from them you know right. or the the memory care facility that's uh or you say community versus facility but you know the community that's right down the street from that but just when you really start to open your eyes like oh my gosh there's so many of them it's tremendous that's out there and even companies like ours i mean there's about there's 750 some odd agencies like ours in the state of illinois whoa just in the state of illinois so, so you're in a crowded space so congratulations you guys are doing really well in a crowded space well and, and I, I would say this it's we're, we're we're doing good but it's it's see there's not a cutthroat thing at least i don't see in this right. where people have it's a it's a stressful enough job as it is and i think people are most of the people that i've met um, with other companies even similar to ours you're all dealing with the same things you're all dealing with you know it's saturday at four o'clock something's going on that you have to take care of yeah. so in the end um there's enough people out there that need help and you're all trying to get to the same goal right you're trying to the outcome is what you're trying to get get there actually if to help them um so i don't see it as um it's tough it's certainly tough enough as it is but it's just that it's we're, we're all trying to you know make make everybody it, it, I, I guess I'm trying to articulate it as best as I can. It's well, refreshing, to get the same That's yeah, refreshing. I mean, I guess it's refreshing that the people in the industry, at least for the most part, it's not cutthroat. Because, like you said, it's a high-stress situation. And for it to be just a bunch of cutthroat business guys making that part of mm -hmm. your business miserable would be awful. So I'm, I'm right. glad to hear it's like that. John's giving me the sign that we have to do the mortgage minute. I'm not used to it. I'm, I'm so fascinated by this. all of this. I, I think this... I say this every week. I say we could probably have a two, three hour conversation. I feel like you and I could talk for 10 hours about this stuff. Because <laughs> A, it fascinates me. I have been around medicine for a long time, but there's so much I don't know. And now that, I'm the type of person that now that bothers me, that I don't know so much, but it's all fascinating. But we have to do this mortgage minute so we'll be able to come back to Matt right after. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to come back. Well, we're going from one Matt to another Matt. So yeah. I'm very excited um, for our first mortgage minute. John did a clip with our very own sponsor, Matt Rosen. Like I said at the top of the show, um, he has been a incredible part of my career. 
Um, my clients, tons of them that are watching, that watch the show, have used him. If you guys are looking to get a loan, I can tell you with 100% certainty, there's not a more honest guy in the business. There's uh, never been a time that he's ever said he can close a loan that he can't. And he's one of the most hardworking guys in the business. And I'm, I'm really excited for him to be part of the show. And when I say we are looking for sponsors, John and I would love sponsors, but we would never take on somebody that we don't both fully believe is, is of insane quality. And, and Matt is that. He is a dude of insane quality and a heck of a professional. So let's, let's watch Matt. Hi, Matt Rosen, the Neighborhood Loans here to share with you today's mortgage In preparing for the mortgage application process, there are a couple of important do's and don'ts to keep in mind. First, the do's. Start to gather and make copies of all your financials. Second, sit with a mortgage professional, go over the numbers, and of course, make sure you know your comfort level. Now the don'ts. Don't be concerned about being upfront with any past financial blemishes. There's nothing we haven't seen already or can game plan for. Second, don't make any major purchases or credit inquiries right before your search or during it. For more information or to get the process started, please feel free to contact me using the information on the screen. I'm Matt Rosen, and that's today's Mortgage Minute. Are we back? We are back. So you guys saw handsome Matt Rosen talking to you guys. Um, Thanks again, Matt. We really appreciate that. Um, we're going to be doing some more mortgage minutes. Sometimes at the we'll be doing Matt's mortgage minute, but we'll be doing more small sponsor spots beginning end of the show. We'll be doing some of these things. So if any of you guys want to sponsor John and I in our hard effort, please do. <laughs> now back to my guest. We are so I'm going to have to get used to doing this jumping from a show to an ad to back again. So Matt, we're going to smooth that out. Um, with my transitions, because that was my first. Um, but going off topic from healthcare for a second, um, did you always want to be a business owner? I know you said you were doing the commute and you just hated the commute. I hate the commute. I'm driving from Northbrook to the city almost every day. And I just, yeah. <laughs> it's an ongoing joke on my Facebook that I'm always stuck in traffic. People tag me. And every time somebody's stuck in traffic, they tag me now because I always put the post up. So I hated it. But was, was it something else? Was it something other than traffic where you always said, you know, I just want to be a business owner and own something? Yeah. Yeah. I think you, you work really hard, right? If you're, if you're a hard worker or if you put your time and effort towards something, especially if you're a salesperson, right? You got to yeah. put, you put a lot of effort into that. Um, and for me, it's if you're doing it for a large company, I mean, that's a great existence, right? I mean, you get maybe a nice 401k and you have, you yeah. know, certain hours and you can turn it off. You get your two weeks vacation a year. But um, being able to work as I was was loved that it, the harder you work, the more that you get. That's what what sales was, right? Maybe. It's like if you just if you put more effort in, it spits out more more income on the other side. So to be able to do that for yourself finally and work for yourself was like, well you can you can work twenty four seven you know if you want. And truly that'll just help you be a better business owner or a better business person. Um and I'm a big fan of reading reading a lot of um you know sales books and, and blogs and all that fun stuff to kind of look into that. So for me it was just it was putting two and two together to say, well if I can if I'm if, if I'm okay working and a little bit of little bit of workaholic, but if I can put that towards it and that comes back to me, then really that's that's what I want. So it seems simple enough, right? But <laughs> yeah, but it, but it's first. all that I tell you what you know, being a business owner, as anybody would say, it's a, it's a lot of risk involved in it, sure. and you're just I mean, how much effort you put into it just to get you know the landing, um, you know, kind of off the ground, right? You know, in in flight, so to speak, it can take take a while. Yeah, it's. Um 
people who aren't business owners always look at a business owner with a level of envy, I think, saying, oh, well, they get to make their own hours and you know they have some freedoms that we don't have. And I think a lot of them fail to recognize how much effort, like you just said, went into getting to that position and how little free, you do have freedom, like you said, to work 24 hours a day to make more. You do have a better control of your future. Somebody's not going to come in tomorrow, say, hey, listen, you got to go and your job's gone. So there's a lot of that security, but we don't have that much flexibility. I mean, we got to work our butts off all the time. There's right. no, hey, calling in like, hey, you know what? I'm just not feeling it today. So I got two weeks of sick time and I just I just don't want to come in anymore right. today. So that stuff I feel like people miss, but I love it. I We've had a lot of business owners on and they very much mimic exactly what you said. I get to control my future and it's, uh, uh, I don't know, I love it. I, I I joke with a couple of people that were on. I said, what would it take for you to have to go sit in a cubicle from nine to five? And they're like, we just, now that we've been business owners, mm -hmm. we don't think there's a number you could put on that where we would just go back and do that now. I'm guessing you're probably the same. Yeah. Although, you know, I, only because I was in the corporate world for so long, yeah. I don't think it's, it's not a bad existence, no, right? No, no. But it's just, it's, it's whatever you're comfortable with. Right. right. And, and I think putting your time in and being, a, I mean, like you said, there is some beautiful thing about being able to turn off your laptop yeah, and go home and like turn it off when you're on vacation you you're know when right. i go on vacation and people are like why are you on your phone it's like my time didn't stop now i have to continue right. to work right. but i agree i mean i think it's listen i have majority of the people that listen and majority of the people that i um i'm friends with don't, are not business owners and they're much happier in their position than they would ever be if they were in my position or your position sure. i think life is happier for them being in that position i just don't think entrepreneurs that go on to be business owners will have a very tra easy transition ever going back away right. from it's, that. It's probably fair enough, yeah. yeah. Um, and were you a big sports fan that you went to ESPN or was that just the transition of Radio Disney and eventually kind of got to ESPN? Yeah, uh, I mean, I I do enjoy sports. Huge NFL fan, actually. Okay. Um, but, Bears uh, fan? Yeah, for sure, for okay. sure, Bears fan. Although my son's a Seahawks fan, so that's kind of really? weird. Yeah. Um, Randomly? Well, no, one of the first Super Bowls that he could really comprehend was was the one where Seahawks okay. just annihilated Denver that year. Okay. And uh, my brother got married in Olympia, Washington, so we flew to Seattle um, that year when he got married and you know just kind of liked it. So, But what, as long as he's kind of into football, that's totally yeah. fine. He likes Madden and all that stuff. That's great, actually. So, so a week ago, you guys were like house divided. Yeah, we went to the game. Oh, you did? You oh, did. we went to the game. He, he wore Seahawks gear and you know, awesome. Bears gear, yeah. So it was, it was cool. Well, they're good this year. Yeah. I think they're leading. It's crazy. I read a statistic that said the last time the Bears and the Cubs were leading the division together was, I think, 20 years ago, 25 years ago. Something yeah, crazy, crazy like that. Well, I mean, we're only in week three. Yeah, Let's know, just yeah, calm yeah. down. Cubs are doing bit. good. Yeah, Let's exactly. not jinx them. We've had some very, very close calls. <laughs> yeah. um, I think we got a, obviously, um, Mac is a, he, he's a beast, but I think... On the quarterback side, he's going to be great, but there's some risky, risky moves, and yeah, he's, he's young. Right, so right. Well, we'll see. It'll be interesting to see him either grow or yeah. just kind of remain mediocre. But you look at like Alex Smith, right? Yeah, he's pretty okay, not super yeah. amazing, but but great team, you know. So we'll see. Defense is fun to watch. So yeah, right now, yeah, yeah. that's half the game. The Bruisers, and it's cool because like we, I mean. Five, six, seven years ago when you had um, Erlacher and Briggs, we had like a cool defense that were bruisers. Now the line's really aggressive. Mm -hmm. It's it's fun to watch. I'm, I'm glad. What really stinks is we had Bears season tickets, my business partner and I. 
and we swapped to get partial Cubs season tickets, which is fine because the yeah. Cubs are doing really Cubs well. Because awesome, yeah. I can just give them to more of my clients. Sure. Nobody was going to Bears games, and it was too cold. So, and especially last year and the year before when they sucked, oh, yeah. people were like, "Yeah, you know what? Like, thank you for the offer. We don't want the tickets." Right. <laughs> and I texted them last week, and I'm like, "Boy, did we f up? <laughs> we should have kept those two because." You know, we could at least sold them now. Uh, there's something though with that because even when I went to the game last week, it was it was a great experience, fun and everything. But there is football at home with your TV. Yeah. I mean, there's something to be said for that. And like it was every, nice last week out. Yeah, I mean, well now it's great, yeah. right? But in know, two months it'll suck, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, I'm I don't think there's a single, and I'm a huge fan of mixed martial arts and auto racing. If it was snowing and you told me to go stand outside and watch a Formula One race literally from the pits i'd be like no thanks it's cold and i'll sit at home and i'll watch it right uh, watching it on my tv where right. i'm warm so yeah it was a tough set of season tickets to have but uh, i wish we had kept them because we could have sold You're them right. for good you money know. um are you always were you born and raised around here yep yep uh cool. the burbs west burbs west we burbs. were talking on the rough streets of bloomingdale illinois yes, that's right the rough streets the guests didn't know but yeah bloomingdale i was uh northbrook and then Dallas. I moved to Dallas for two years. Most people don't know that, and then moved back up. Oh, right again. on. Yeah. So my sister was born in Texas. So I I got out of Illinois for two years. I didn't even think John knew that. I did not. Yeah, I spent a little time in in Texas. I did not. Is, um, that, is that where your love of country music comes from? I, you know, I hated country music until probably ten years ago. And my best buddy John, who does he also doesn't look like he loves country music. Like I, I don't look like I'm a big country music fan. But we joked that I'm a brown cowboy, and he just loved country <laughs> music, and he wouldn't leave me alone. I'll never forget, I was at a racetrack one time, and my car was up on jack stands, and I, I had to fix it. I had to put wheels on, and he knew I hated country music. So he had pulled his car next to mine, brought his windows down ever so much so I couldn't reach in and shut anything off, and he was just playing country music the whole time we are working on the car. <laughs> and I think he just beat it into me until I liked it, John, yeah, so it yeah. took a while. <laughs> That's great. Um, any, um, anything you like, and I ask all entrepreneurs this cause I feel like most entrepreneurs don't have a lot of free time. I know you got family and stuff. Mm -hmm. What do you do when you're not working? I'm a musician. So playing a couple bands actually as well. I mean, it keeps me sane. I always, always played in bands for my whole life actually. So, um, big music fan. Cool. What kind of music? Well, we, there's one cover band we play in. It's called Petty Cash. It's John, um, Tom Petty and Johnny Cash. Oh, cool. Kind of a cool little mix. And then, yeah. um, uh, we also there was like a top forty band we played in. There's an original rock band that I play in as well. So it's cool. it's really just to, you know to keep your sanity more than anything else. Yeah, you need that. I mean, I I always um, ask entrepreneurs this too. Do you have like a, a structure where if you wake up in the morning you're going to work out, or do you do that like once or twice or three times a week? Do you have like a kind of I need to do this stuff every week, otherwise I go crazy. Type? Yeah, I think um, the playing part is like at least. I'm I'm gigging probably once twice a month actually wow, right okay. now. That's so, a lot. Um, yeah, and we've done little tours here and there with some of these bands. So, um, and always always have done that. So I think the music part. I think, but for me, my little ritual is, I, I wake up really early, and it's what's been new for me is usually I'll be doing work at home because I was trying to do two businesses at, at once initially there when I was trying to you know I had my ESPN job and I was trying to I was getting this going, um, but it's like getting up having your coffee kind of like 
getting on the computer and doing something before you even get in the car. You know what I mean? Is it's, I don't know why that's like a little thing that I kind of, it's almost like touching something before you actually get in the car to go do the rest of your day actually. So, um, it's, for me, it's some weird quirky thing actually that I kind of do every day. I actually, I, it's crazy. You said that because I recently, I used to be very much, I would wake up and then rush to get ready, rush to get in my car and then jet. And I was always, I had a lot of anxiety because I'm always like, oh, I'm running, I got to yeah, run late. Sure. And I've been trying to set myself up an hour and a half before I got to leave now. Mm-hmm. And um, I sleep a little bit earlier so I can do that. And I feel so much more relaxed when I get in my car right. because I don't have the full anxiety of I'm rushing to go do right. something. I, right. I buy myself more time. For sure. I like that. I started doing that maybe three, four months ago, honestly, right. and it's been such a big difference. I mean, you think about telecommuting now too. It's it's yeah. really you can you can truly work from anywhere. At least right. even in our business, to some degree. I mean, you have to go to a lot of places, but if if you're scheduling or if you're um, kind of just making sure you're following up, you know, you can do a lot of that anywhere. So, John is asking me to ask if you have a book recommendation. And you said you read a lot of kind of sales motivational books. Yeah, a- yeah. Any- one or two books that you really like? Well, the guy, this guy, Anthony Inarino, um, I think hopefully I'm pronouncing his name right, he put out kind of like this only sales book you ever need type thing. Okay. Um, he's awesome. And if you look up any of it, he does a video blog every day too, actually. Great. It was recommended to me by somebody a few years back. What's his name again? It's Anthony Inarino. I think it's I A um, N. N A R I N O or something okay. like that. Um, probably up. even if it's like some iteration of that, you probably you'll, find you'll it find actually. Him, yeah. yeah, his book's very straightforward. Very, you know, um, that's when I was in more in sales actually as well. But you know, on the just motivational side, you know, just Thoreau and and how he kind of talks about being in nature and um, just simplifies things, you know, to a certain degree is really good. Um, there's a book called David and Goliath that talks about yeah. different, I don't know if you've ever heard of that one as well, but um, you know, people in situations that they don't really think they're going to succeed, but they kind of find some other way to, to go ahead and, and do that. Um, and there's a ton of stuff like that. I mean, yeah. now it's more of like, you know, entrepreneur magazine or just seeing how people kind of have different spin on different things is kind of interesting to, to see how I'm just curious, like as probably as you are, it's like, well, how do they get there? You yeah. know, there's something, something happened where they kind of put two and two together and they, they're either a, were in a lucky spot, but I don't think there's a lot of luck. They might, probably worked really hard, but you know, just trends and disruptors of industry and, and what happens in that as well is, is interesting to follow. Me too. I always say there's no such thing as right person, right time. It, it's, it's, uh, being in the right place at the right time, you have to be the right person in the right place at the right time sure. to make it work. And that's always my thing about luck. But I agree with you. I, I feel like the last eight, nine years of being an entrepreneur, seriously, I read so much more and I watch so much more content about people who are right. successful because I, you can always learn from them. Right. You know, I, I was talking to a, an agent and he was kind of holding a, another agent on a very high pedestal. And I said, you know, yeah, he's very successful. He's worked really, really hard. You can learn from him. And I said, but don't sell yourself short. There's a guy named Bill Gates out there or Elon Musk. They're humans just like us. They have gotten to a level of success that's unbelievable. And there's a billion people between us and them that are even more successful. But there's so many people we can learn from. The cool part of technology is we have so much access to their information and right. their stories and video blogs daily from a guy giving you motivation. Well, I think, I think even the podcast is what's was pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, even just the New York Times, the daily, right? It's that 20-minute little shot in the arm every day of what just happened um, for news, um, which is pretty awesome to, to check out. And um, I'm kind of a political junkie myself. And it doesn't matter what affiliation you are. It's just yeah. more of a, you know, this week, me 
Meet the Press, all that stuff is just all available even on the TuneIn app. I mean, it's it's just there. You can stream yeah. it anytime you want. So it's pretty awesome. I listen to more Audible and podcast and audio stuff in my car now than I ever do my radio. I mean, and it's so easy. I have it on my phone. It's Audible. I hook it up to my Bluetooth. And I'm like, it's awesome. Here's all this cool information yeah. that I'm learning fast. Yeah. The access to information is unbelievable now. That's I have anxiety about that of just like how much you could spend all day taking on podcasts, webinars, all that stuff. You know what I mean? Just to you know absorb information where I'm always just like, what am I missing out on? You know, there's yeah. got to be a lot of great stuff out there. Yeah, you're like me. I feel like you probably, the hamster wheel has a hard time stopping. Yeah. It just kind of spins and spins <laughs> and spins and spins. Yeah. But I feel like that is, we've seen that now. Like we said, it's 24 weeks now we've done this. We're going mm -hmm. on our 25th tomorrow. I feel like it's been a common trend with almost every successful entrepreneur that's been in here. It's that hamster wheel just keeps spinning and they want to gain more information and more knowledge and just better themselves. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that is such a big trait in being successful as a business owner. It's good. I mean, I but I think you also have to, I'm really trying to learn how to just relax. You yeah, know what I mean, that's a whole, to. that's a whole art in itself, actually. Um, I'm very poor at it, but it's one of the things where, um, a, a, guest of ours twice on the show and a very close friend of mine, Lawrence uh, Dunning, who's been a very successful business owner in a couple different realms. He's probably the best person I know at working really hard, but being able to just pause a second and go do something. And um, he's been coaching and training me. And I'm, I'm a big believer in having like a mentor or somebody to learn stuff from. Yeah. And he's really been kind of coaching and training me. You gotta press pause sometimes yeah, so absolutely. do the things you love i used to love going to jujitsu and i wasn't going and i'm going after the show today to start training and he's like you got to take an hour two hours a day to do something sure. where you're just sure. unplugging yep. yeah it's hard though i mean i just it's a hamster wheel just keeps on spinning <laughs> like the hamster wheel right um so if somebody needs to get a hold of you guys how do they do that yeah, so they can go to ABC Chicago. I think you guys had it up yep. there, but it's abcchicagoland.com. That comes directly to us. Um, they can call our, our number, uh, 630-426-1099. Um, and, and you can certainly ask for me directly. Uh, I usually do a majority of the assessments that um, oh, when wow. we go out to talk to families. Um, but, yeah, at any time, that's kind of mainly how you get a hold of us. A lot of people, there's a lot of online you know, people want to research. I, I say research reviews, research our reviews, research other companies that do what we do. Um, I think that the internet speaks a lot to what's out there. Um, and, and I think what we have out there speaks for itself. And we'll get back to you even with some top line. Some people are just, I don't want to say kicking the tires, but they're certainly just looking for information and we're happy to provide that. That's awesome. <laughs> the hour went by really fast. John and I were talking before you got here about, you know, this topic could go on for hours, really. Um, and I think it could. We're probably going to have you on. It'd be interesting to have uh, you back on at some point with Matt even just to kind of talk about that setup of care and stuff. You know, we'd love to have you back on. We went through the hour. Um, so thank you so much for coming yeah, on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, appreciate that, it. That was uh, a lot of information that I just didn't, not to knock any other guests we've had, but a lot of times like someone will come on and I know the information. It's great to get it out to people, but I learned a lot today. Um, so thank, thank you. you for that. And it sounds like a lot of other people did, too, because they were commenting, you know, learned a lot today. Great show. Great subject. So for all of you who are listening, if you have any more questions about this, obviously reach out to Matt. I am an amateur at best. He is the expert. So please reach out to him. Like he said, John did have um, a lot of graphics up, but we will be um, posting smaller clips of the show with um, his information as well. Thank you guys for uh, tuning in. Thank you, Matt, again, for being our number one sponsor. And um, tune in next Wednesday. 
um, for our pre-recorded show with uh, Jay, who's going to actually be in studio tomorrow. Can't wait to have uh, Jay Valco on uh, tomorrow morning. John, you got anything else? We uh, had a great show. Thank you very much for coming in, Matt. Thanks. Thanks for having me. That's all I got. Good. No more. Sh- no more one-upping me on the shout-outs. <laughs> no, you don't have one up your sleeve before we get I do off not. air. I do not. All right. Thank you guys for listening. And again, next week um, we will have a pre-recorded show. Um, ask questions on um, the video next week because um, Jay does follow our show. Jay does watch our show. So myself and Jay can obviously answer any questions that you guys have on the pre-recorded show. Thanks for listening and watching. In three, two. One.